Hello and welcome to another episode of Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. I'm Lauren and it has been 10 episodes since I've been on last. I'm I'm so happy to be back and my nickname is uh, Bland is the New Sexy. All right. <laughs> just sort of a Buttigieg, just sort of a Mayor Pete. Oh, gotcha. Sort of a, a Mayor Pete one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Alex, a.k.a. King Bedtime Go Nine Eye. <laughs> and welcome to uh, this episode, which uh, you've actually clicked on the first inaugural episode of the Starbucks Coffee Chat, which is where your two barista hosts will discuss um, Frappuccinos for three hours and how much they suck to make. And we're so happy you could join us for this one here today. <laughs> yeah. So, um, of the of the three summer cap frappuccinos, what which one do you hate the most? Do I hate the most? Um, I think like the mocha cookie is the biggest one that's a scam to me because it's just Java chip with cookies on top, but it tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it does taste good. I think I think the caramel ribbon crunch is a coward, just mm. like. Ooh, a coward. Elaborate on that. I don't know. It just it feels like neither a ribbon nor a crunch. Yeah. It's not much of a... Like, at least s'mores is like an impact statement, you know? It's like, I have yeah. several different things different about me. Caramel ribbon crunch. The, Whack. The marshmallow whip is genuinely very good. It is. It is. I'm, I'm excited to be at work at 8 a.m. tomorrow and just, in order to cope, just directly whipped cream into the mouth just sort of because <laughs> to... oh i just got a text oh yeah um this the segment's canceled we can't do this anymore oh we can't why not <laughs> uh it's from brookspot and he says no <laughs> oh that's fine well thank you brookspot for your input as always and onions are good so fuck you anyway true welcome actually to this episode of henry kissinger's pokemon going to die which is never ever a threat and it's just a fact and it is i guess i don't know what to do other than to get like into into the shit um, yeah i guess um well jacob wall watch jacob wall watch jacob wall watch we've got a jacob wall watch here folks Folks, it's Jacob Walheim, and he's at it again with uh, being a scammer um, on on camera. Yeah, just kind of openly talking about how much he enjoys lying to people and about uh, political candidates. It's good. Yeah, um, so uh, Will Summer on Twitter, at Will Summer, uh, has uh, reported... A few, a few days ago now, this is a bit of an older story, but we missed last week, so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Jacob Wall um, attempted to convince uh, a man to uh, come forward with an allegation about uh, Pete Buttigieg. Is that how it's said? Buttigieg. Pete, Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, who is uh, boring, but he's a, a gay uh, candidate for president. Um, and Jacob Wall thought this was a great opportunity to, uh, try to pay someone to come forward with a false allegation about him. Mm-hmm. 
And he did. Uh, he, he did something. Uh, he allegedly, I guess, did something similar with uh, Robert Mueller not too long ago, where he was like trying to pay people to, you know, bring up sexual assault allegations and like discredit him. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just thought I think it's good to remind everyone that uh, Jacob Wall is the youngest person ever to be uh, banned from futures trading. <laughs> He did it! Congratulations! He's he's a wunderkind. <laughs> uh, so I was catching up on this story, and a couple of days ago, um, Will Summer, who's at the Daily Beast, uh, he actually reported that he they got a hold of a fundraising document that makes it look like uh, that apparently says that Jacob Wall and the lobbyist who uh, he's kind of been working with to create these stories are trying to make a think tank, uh, and it would. Literally, his quote in the piece is to make shit up to like voters (laughs) (laughs) essentially to like discredit Democrats and like have lower turnout in 2020. And so, the the it seems that our our watch here is uh evidence of the fact that Jacob Wall is very, very bad at crime and he keeps breaking. The stringer, be- the, sh- the stringer bell rule, which is you don't take notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy. So, he's just bad at crime. He's bad. He at, he's bad at crime, and it is like to be like God. What kind of like evil person must you be to think like you know all of these people are coming forward with these stories? Let's just like make one up, just because you know because we don't want the Democrats to be excited about anything yeah like that's, and i mean like just if so he was evil. a leftist doing that it'd be fine oh that's true yeah <laughs> um but yeah anyway uh jacob wall enemy of the show yeah that's a that's a hot take but you've heard it here first everybody jacob wall fuck that guy i mean well, he's literally an, an enemy of the show because of his spat with caroline Oh, that's true. I totally forgot. <laughs> oh my god, that was a good day on Twitter because it, it was sure was a very an elderly woman got very mad at me, um, and I and it, she wrote a poem about how terrible I was. <laughs> it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it was somebody's aunt <laughs> going after me because Jacob Wall was mean to Caroline, and that's amazing. It was pretty good and now jacob wall is banned from twitter because even twitter was like hmm maybe this guy yeah which you gotta be pretty bad to be banned from twitter right isn't god what was that thing that happened recently with oh that jack was like in conversation with donald trump about him he's like i'm losing followers and jack is like okay (laughs) apologies sir (laughs) i'm so sorry sir um yeah, I don't remember if it was before the last episode and if it was mentioned before, but um, uh-huh. there was a quote from Jack Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter or whatever, um, mm-hmm. saying uh, the reason that we can't apply uh, white nationalist banning rules in the U.S. is because that would uh, disqualify some Republican candidates from having a platform on Twitter, hmm. which makes you think about who the Republican candidates are. I'm just th- I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I'm really, I'm really getting thinky about it, actually. Wow. Kind of. I'm thinky. I'm, I'm? What I'm thinky? 
when when I'm on Twitter and I decide that, you know, certain, you know, if I'm going to block people, I definitely, uh, when I look at the Republican candidates and I look at the neo-Nazis and they have similar things, but like, you know, open discourse. So, mm -hmm. I, so impossible to say if it's good or bad from Jack, actually. It is because he is, he is protecting Ray Romano. So... <laughs> Can we free Roy, please? <laughs> well, Roy get um, Cloud Recess's pod account back, so maybe that's a start. Yes, it is a start, and that's a relief. So mm -hmm. I can't believe that Ray Mano is a protected class on Twitter, and non-white people are not. So yeah, I mean, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. But moving on, I guess, to one of the biggest stories, I guess, that ha matters to a bunch of, for a bunch of reasons, mm -hmm. um, in the past couple weeks is the uh, Castor Semenya story, uh, which if you don't know, uh, she is a South African uh, runner, mm -hmm. a very, very good athlete, who um, has been in a legal battle with the International Association of Athletics Federation over whether... Uh, her quote-unquote abnormally high testosterone levels mm -hmm. uh, should disqualify her from uh, running in female events. Right. Um, and it turns out they should, because uh, the IAAF is uh, a delicious combination of racist, sexist, transphobic, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. homophobic because she's oh, she's yeah. very gay um but yeah so these ruling this ruling that basically says she has to take uh anti-androgen drugs uh to qualify for female events God. um only only apply to her events that she's running in so they're like very transparently targeted yes definitely um yeah and this uh, people have rightly made the comparison to um, Michael Phelps. Right, uh, yeah. Was, was found to have a mutation which made him have a very low lactic acid count, uh, which makes him, like, a, a very good athlete. And right. the IAAF was like, wow, that's good for you. Like, great. You're a, you're a great athlete, genetically. Mm -hmm. And uh, But when it's a, a black woman, a black cis woman with high testosterone count uh, who... Uh, people have been fear-mongering about her being transgender, apparently for years. I haven't heard about this before, but I, apparently this isn't a new thing. Yeah, I think um, every time, I think the Summer Olympics, every time she's competed, I think, in the Olympics, um, there's mm -hmm. been, like, discussion of the fact, like, she's undergone this kind of, like, genetic testing, like, really invasive stuff uh, before to, like, make sure that she can qualify for these you know female events but like yeah it's it's an, like an ongoing discussion of the fact that she's being targeted by uh i think there's a i i don't even really want to look up her name because she sucks but one of the other uh uh runners who lost to caster in a race she oh, like right, came in yeah. sixth and is like was very very butthurt about the fact that she lost so badly and so kind of became uh like one of yeah. the 
arbiters of the case. And it's just very clear that they've had it out for her for a really long time. Um, yeah. Because she's, she's, you're right. It's the, it's the difference in between the way that Michael Phelps, who is an American white guy who can do sponsorship deals and, you know, is like a all American kid and he can, he can have a, a biological advantage, quote unquote, but, uh, yeah. Castor has to go undergo really horrible invasive testing and scrutiny because I mean uh, of the way her maybe, body is like yeah I mean maybe we have to like spread a misinformation campaign about lactic acid having to do with lactation and then oh. because that's funny women do lactation and not men ever um then they would stop oh. Michael Phelps from competing that would be I think that interesting it'd be funny yeah. It would it would be funny and it would be like we could also like take out the fact like cuz he used to do I remember sponsorships for like Subway so we could be like Subway gives you titties. <laughs> Subway it's free estrogen. <laughs> oh man, if only. That'd be great. If everybody like we could just you go to Subway for estrogen and then maybe like Baskin Robbins for testosterone like I feel like yeah. that would be that's how we solve these issues in the world I think is just like have a snack and you're good have a snack blow out your back <laughs> with how, with the, how about your breasts are I don't mean having sex come on <laughs> You just get giant Bahamut and yeah it's all thanks to our dear friends at Subway Thank you, Subway. Thank you so much, Subway. Um, oh, it's uh, SB Nation, I think, has a really good article about, like, hey, here are, like, several reasons why this ruling is absolute bullshit. And, good. And kind of, like, breaking down the fact that it's very... Not even trying to hide the fact that it's discriminatory. And it's good that so many people are like, hey, actually, fuck this. Um, Castor is... is you know, winning her races and is like a treasure of South Africa, I think is the way they yeah. described her. And, she, and, and Nike, th- yeah, go ahead. I think it's worth, it's worth pointing out that um, this hasn't really phased her, I guess also because it's been going on for so long. Um, mm-hmm. She's still winning races. She's like, I watched an interview with her from a couple days ago and she was like, oh, you know, you can't like let the negativity get you down. And she sells mm-hmm. her Nike sponsorship. Um, it's like, sh- she's going to be fine. Um, oh, yeah. Hopefully. Uh, just that this ruling is hopefully going to bring a lot of criticism to the uh, IAAF. Mm-hmm. Right, because um, it's it definitely is clearly punishing. Um, I think there is a, I think SB Nation mentioned like a, a group in South Africa that kind of uh, was defending her and discussing like the way this is on, like obviously going to on, like you mentioned, like several axes of, oppression and it's like they're gonna you know they're punishing a woman from a global south in a sport that black women dominate you know in in running rather yeah. than in like a sport that white women tend to traditionally dominate in like javelin so it's i'm hoping yeah that, yeah that people are gonna be like this sucks all around for everybody and let yeah let caster run her races like jesus i think i think maybe to to close out this segment i should I hope that you don't have to, this isn't news to anyone who listened to this podcast, because, mm-hmm. um, surprise, I'm a trans woman, mm-hmm. uh, and our other hosts are as well. But this is an example of how 
transphobia can also affect cis people just yes. like how misogyny can affect men mm-hmm. like or not like how the how patriarchy can, can affect men yeah um, it, exactly it it limits what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to be uh mm-hmm. when the reality is that biology doesn't work that way and mm-hmm. someone being a cis woman and having high testosterone doesn't make her not a woman doesn't make her ineligible for womanhood mm-hmm. um just like my test my high testosterone doesn't make me ineligible for womanhood exactly right it's yeah. it's a it's just kind of like a another example of the ways we're like we're we have to put gender in a box otherwise this whole thing collapses and it exactly. probably should collapse <laughs> if this is the way that's gonna be yeah so good job on caster for continuing to be cute and have a wife and run her races and just like hopefully make a lot of money through nike and just like chill yes thank you Kat. nike and chill mm-hmm. nike and chill that's when that's when you run a lap and then fuck <laughs> the classic thing that you want to do after you run like a lot exactly. is have sex yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get more into we're we're talking a lot about a lot of brands this week. Uh, because, sure are. Oh man, so uh, Verizon, it, our our dear friends at Verizon have uh, totally screwed up Tumblr, and I guess are looking to offload it. And <laughs> which, to be clear, I don't blame them for. No, not at all, because they sold like you've found some numbers earlier that i didn't realize it was sold to yahoo for like a billion (laughs) dollars yeah so so i pulled up like the history of um tumblr's acquisition history Mm -hmm. which was that it was sold to yahoo in 2013 for 1.1 billion um and uh by 2016 yahoo had depreciated its value to about half that much and that's for a lot of reasons um primarily because the Tumblr experience isn't really monetizable. Right, yeah. It really is. Um not. like their ads are still complete bottom of the barrel <laughs> nonsense in a very funny way. I love them so much. <laughs> um yeah, but those aren't making any money for Yahoo. Right. And um which Verizon now owns. Right. So, uh, Verizon a- acquired Yahoo in 2017. Uh and then in 2018, uh, in de- last December, the uh, big content restriction happened, and uh, third-party estimates have put the reduced traffic to the site at 30. percent Which, honestly, I like. I still use Tumblr every day, and uh, yeah. my my experience wasn't really affected by the content restriction because I wasn't like using Tumblr to look at porn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess 30 percent of the users were. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just the fact that, like, now if you're using Tumblr, like, there's the flagging posts moderation thing. Like, it just seemed like such a hassle at the beginning that I'm not surprised at all that traffic dipped and just kind of stayed dipped. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, you know, it does kind of sound like that, oh, yeah, the the content restriction means that it was all a bunch of horny people using Tumblr. But, I mean, and while that may be true... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it and just is a kind of like a the the traffic dipped and is probably never recovered because the site code is 
still broken as hell. And it's like, well, why would I even bother if you guys are going to talk about, like, restrictions on female presenting nipples or whatever the Mm -hmm. hell? Like, why would I even use this site? Because, yeah, I still use Tumblr. Like, I mostly just use it as, like, a post news, like a newspaper. (laughs) Which, Mm -hmm. like, that one Tumblr post is like, you just open it up your dashboard and just read whatever is happening. And I'd like, you know, I, yeah. I still think it's funnier and where the good memes are born, I think for the most part, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's not monetizable. And that's kind of why I like using it because it's not a algorithmically tailored nightmare the way that Twitter is and the way that Facebook is. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of to, uh, both correct myself and um, dovetail into the next topic, or mm. like the uh, the point, the reason that we brought this up um, is that the Tumblr was very monetizable f- before this restriction for one group of people, which was sex workers, mm-hmm. um, and that was a large part of the uh, drop off. Was that um, it was a really like an incredible place for sex workers to um, build a following anonymously, like safely, yeah. mm-hmm. um, to to field clients to sell their wares um, and like do it right. much more safely than anywhere else on the internet. Yeah. They could, and that's just gone now. Right. They could like, you know, establish a network of other sex workers and have like, you know, their, their blogs were like, easy, you're right. Easily made anonymous. They were easily like able to be linked through to like PayPal and that kind of a thing. So yeah, it, it was, it was uh, in the continuing Fasta Sesta like saga. It's mm-hmm. it's another like oh we're claiming to protect you know victims of human trafficking and in but it is in reality a way to punish sex workers for using a platform to make exactly. money. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and so the reason that that is is so uh, uh, relevant to this is that um, the story right now is that Pornhub is interested in uh, acquiring Tumblr. And hmm. and Pornhub is, is famously great to, for sex workers. Uh, oh, oh yeah, totally. Uh, the good giant mega conglomerate of Pornhub, which is known for stealing content from sex workers and independent porn creators and just kind of like trying to pretend that they're very woke even though they're fucking Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of the, like, their publicity stunts, I guess, this past winter was they were going to plow uh, snow. Um, and then someone, I don't have the links for this, but someone did, like, a, they were just trying to, like, follow up on that and ask, like, for interviews. And they couldn't find a single, like, witness to any Pornhub plow. Mm-hmm. Um well, I mean, there are millions of witnesses to Pornhub plows, but... Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but... Snow it was plows, basically however. Snow plow, yes. Um, it was a publicity stunt with, like, one truck with a decal on it, like, one picture of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they tried to contact Pornhub, they were, I believe, put on hold and told they were waiting for a uh, an employee who didn't turn out to exist. So just a, a regular company, like a regular a regular company that uh, we can definitely, you know, 
trust that their decisions are and effort, efforts to quote unquote help people uh, will uh, follow through. Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, something I didn't know until this came up is just like how uh, like convoluted the, the the stealing of content from sex workers is on Pornhub because mm. they're like a conglomerate. They own a lot of different uh, porn sites. Yeah. Um, but content from those porn sites like gets re-uploaded to Pornhub, um, mm-hmm. meaning they monetize it twice. But the uh, sex worker who like licensed that video or whatever only gets it once mm-hmm. from the people who are on that like that third party site that there's less traffic to, so they don't get nearly as much money as they deserve. Right. Exactly. So, so fuck Pornhub. I mean, what can I say except fuck Pornhub? And I would never, like, I can't imagine, it's like, oh, but their big platform is like, oh, if we buy Tumblr, we'll, like, bring back the nudity and whatever. But, like, I don't, I don't want to see, like, the, those, like, advertisements, if you play this game, you will come in four seconds. Like, I don't want to see that in this, <laughs> in the sidebar of, like, my dashboard. Like, I feel like that that's what would end up happening. Because yeah, it would just be like, Tumblr brought to you by Pornhub. Here's some titties. And it's, it's like, I... It yeah, would... I didn't think of that, because they, they're both very bottom of the barrel in terms of advertising. Right, exactly. So, I've I'm, it would become more and more penis enlargement pills and like, you know, fake bot sex chat things. I would that would I think come into the rotation in addition to the re- refinancing right. your home loan. What do that these become? Ce- a, what do these celebrities the, look like now? <laughs> Shit. The the port the chat bots would become a feature, not a bug. Oh God, they would. The 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 sec the. Because we already have the anonymous porn robots on Tumblr, so there would just be like... Yeah, that's that's something that people don't think about too much, is that like the entire pro- point of the content restriction, to a certain extent, was to crack down on this like absurd proliferation of like porn bots, mm-hmm. uh, which was completely ineffective. Like, there's still, there's still just millions of them. Um, yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah, so... Uh, wherever you are, uh, Mr. David Carp, I would, uh, well, Mr. Carp, Mr. Carp, sir, President Carp, sir. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, is that I think he sold the company and then like bounced, like he's has not done anything since. So I'm sure he's like, I don't even really care what you do with it. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, too busy writing the, the Homestuck epilogues. He's got a lot to do. He's got a he's he's trying to get the phone number of the guy who wore a tie as a belt. He's like, <laughs> "Are you still coding? Like what's going on? Nobody tells me anything." He just calls them up at once a week like, "Hey guys, how are you? What's going on? I miss this." Yeah, Tumbies, LOL. Do you remember? <laughs> Tumbies. Yeah. They brought they brought them back this year for April Fools. It was bad. I saw that they brought a whole bunch of like the, the throwback posts and i was like i'm not gonna do this because it's gonna be oh. like oh here are tags from when you were in a shitty relationship thanks oh that's exactly <laughs> what it was like yeah. they, they randomly like trawled your blog for tags and like posts 
and like generated posts containing those tags, but it had nothing checking what the content of the tags was. Right, because a lot of people actually use those tags so that they can filter out content for other people. Right, but that's a third party. That's a third party like, like feature. So they they have to pretend that nobody does it because right. because if they like admit that X could exist, then they just turn to dust. Yep, they will. One. one anyway. God. Anyway, Tumblr Tumblr sucks shit. Tumblr is. <sighs> I mean it, it. I love it. it it's, it's my house. It's yeah. my shitty house made of made of logs of doo doo. Um, I will be sad when it, if it ever eventually does like the servers shut down and they stop because I think that a lot of a lot of like nice things have come of it. A lot of bullshit. Uh, yeah. To be sure, and I'm sure like you know because I in the reading like in looking at this story for this ep- for the episode we were recording, I was like trying to think back of like. All the greatest hits of of Tumblr drama, but you know it's 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 a it's a shitty little house. You're right, and I mean and this podcast wouldn't exist without Tumblr. Exactly, it's a it's a shitty little house, but we're homestuck. It's our shitty. We're homestuck. We're we're, we're, home, we're homestuck. One might say. What one could say that we're we're homestuck one... in our shitty little house. <laughs> One could say that, and one could also say, listen to Hamsteak, the the, the podcast about Hamsteak, <laughs> which oh. I, I realized actually not too long ago that I followed you, Alex Leaf Crunch, on Tumblr, and listened to Hamsteak, and I think you had mentioned Post Game of Thrones, and I think that <gasps> is how I got into listening to Post Game of Thrones. That is so funny. It is very fun to think about <laughs> that is wild yes and now be- and because of post game of thrones now uh i am the way that i am and <laughs> oops oops <laughs> great stuff from uh brian cogman as always great stuff from brian cogman great stuff from david denioff mm-hmm. um I'm, yeah I'm not closing we, on we, Sunday, so I can actually watch it and complain. Nice. So. We can all yell together. Um, right. We cannot talk about Game of Thrones anymore. No, we can't. Right. We can't. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot do it. All right. So today, um, really quick, I wanted to... So I watched this documentary on on HBO. Um, it's a very... HBO? Yeah, speaking home of... of... Home of Game of Thrones. Home of Game um, of Thrones. So I, I, I'm looking forward to you telling me about this because I have no idea what this is. I'm just going to open a beep first. That is a very foamy beep. Whoa! Sorry, go ahead. That was amazing. The audio. Oh, God. The ASMR. It's on my laptop. <laughs> okay, hold on. Technical difficulties. It uh, fizzed over onto my laptop. The Beeb ASMR that I just experienced was amazing. I don't think it got a keyboard. It should be fine. Okay. Continue, please. Yes. All right. 
So in back in like 2014, um, this lady named Elizabeth Holmes uh, kind of started a, made a startup called Theranos, which was meant to uh, basically replace like ordering your like blood test results from like your doctor. Oh. Like, yeah. So like quite, if you've ever gotten like your like a blood test done at the doctor, they'll like send it off to like Quest Diagnostics or somebody and they'll like send you a bill and they'll like do the whole thing. So her startup mm -hmm. was essentially like, we're going to disrupt this. And instead of having to take like all these tubes of blood, we're only going to have like one drop of blood be able to screen for like all of these diseases and hormones in your blood um, using this fancy machine, which will like automate the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So she basically kind of modeled her. The whole documentary is called The Inventor um, on HBO. And the, it's based on a book by uh, this guy from the Wall Street Journal, John Carreyrou. And it's kind of all about her kind of modeling herself as like a Steve Jobs figure of like, oh, she was going to like how Silicon Valley was all about like disruption and how she was going to like, you know, she was like this, you know, intense lady CEO. And she managed to like get all of these investors and like people on her board, like General Mattis and Henry Kissinger and like all of these really powerful old dudes. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, you may have heard of him. Um, she got all these like, she basically was able to kind of like get involved in these like very wealthy men's lives. And as almost like she was like their like granddaughter or like they like, as a mentor figure like she was just very able to like get these connections and so was able to kind of run this company for a really long time even though it was not doing basically any of the things she claimed it was doing like mm -hmm. they were faking demos of the machine like they had the machine set up and like people would come in like investors would come in and they would do the prick of blood and then they would put it in the machine and they're like, okay, we'll come back later. <laughs> and while they were gone, <laughs> a lab technician would literally go in, take the blood out of the machine, run to the lab, do the tests manually, <laughs> and then run it back and put it in the machine. It's like, oh, it worked. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's a pretty wild uh, it's a pretty wild story. And I'm I do want to read the book eventually called it's called Bad Blood. Um, but it's good. Good title. It's a it's a very like fun documentary if to like learn the story and like really get to know her and like the way that she kind of was able to take data and like science and essentially because I think she had she understood that like there's a bias to think in science that like you can, the data doesn't lie like you can't manipulate science in any way and but like the story mm -hmm. that she told about herself and how she trying to kind of tried to model herself after like Steve Jobs and Thomas Edison it was like it's so interesting and i think and you know the company actually dissolved uh, in 2018 and she and like the co-founder like her co-president um are were both like you know tried for fraud and there were a bunch mm -hmm. of depositions about this company and the fact that like it was you know doing this huge rollout in like walgreens even though the machines were not working and the results were maybe like 47 percent correct like, 
so you know a, a a normal margin of error yeah um so it's a it's it's a pretty good uh kind of like story of this particular company and also kind of the i feel like she was kind i i wonder also like because others like silicon valley dudes like mark zuckerberg has like evidence has shown he has probably made the world a worse place (laughs) but like he's still you know this rich person who hasn't been tried for anything but like just kind of maybe the way that she was like oh she's this master manipulator we can't let her take our money but yeah men do it all the time (laughs) but the thing men be so actually one brief thing that really cracked me up was Henry Kissinger was on her board and one of the journalists they talked to for the documentary had like audio from him of like what he thought about Theranos and Elizabeth. And apparently the board meetings would like take a really long time. They would like last all day. And Henry Kissinger opened his mouth and said, oh yeah, what I will say about Elizabeth is these day-long board meetings are a human a human rights violation <gasps> he said that oh he said gosh. that with his mouth <laughs> like he made you it you can just say whatever you want you could just say whatever the fuck you want oh my god it was so unnerving to like listen to him talk and make that joke and like be a person that journalists were like interested in talking to because i mean to me he's he's oh my god <laughs> I mean, he's he, he got away with it. He like he's lived a whole, a whole two and a half human lives mm-hmm. with no consequences. Like right. no matter what we do to him now, like he he can make those jokes. Right. They gave him a Nobel Peace Prize in the seventies. Like he could just gave, do whatever. They gave him a they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize two hundred Christian years ago. <laughs> God, when when will it be Kissinger? I ask you. Not not anyway, a threat. Not a threat. But. Not a threat, of course, of course. Um, I just want to say, um, uh, I, I know something else that uh, Theranos uh, dissolved in 2018, mm-hmm. which was half the population. <laughs> ah, he, it's purple. <laughs> <laughs> and he's purple. And, and he's purple. And he was in Fortnite, and it was a good joke. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. But I, I kind of missed a, most of what you said for the past two minutes because I was thinking about that. But I, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me back with, with Henry Kissinger. <laughs> he always brings us back together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I remember uh, hearing a Sawbones uh, episode about Theranos. So mm-hmm. I, I, do, I did know that it was absolutely buck wild. I just didn't remember the name. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good watch, uh, and yeah. I think there's a ABC News podcast also about it called The Dropout. I think so. There's like so many ways for you to hear this story. Uh, love a love a potted cast. So that's true. The, I'm gonna probably check that out too. Nice. So um, I heard to pivot to. I heard Doug Ford tweeted, "Hey, you up." doug ford essentially uh he didn't tweet hey you up but someone did tweet a screenshot of doug ford saying hey you up um 
so so what this is, I didn't want to give you context because that's a, a funny headline. Um, <laughs> but so for those who don't remember, Doug Ford is the premier of Ontario. Uh, that is the largest uh, and most populated province in Canada. Uh, he is a reactionary right-wing populist uh, grifter with no political uh, background or scruples. Mm. He might sound familiar. He does sound familiar. So what if Donald Trump had had no personality or uh, charisma? Okay. In, in, the, in, the way, in, in the way that he has charisma. Like, the negative... So instead of negative charisma, what if he had neutral charisma? Okay. Okay. So Doug Ford... Uh, the premier of Ontario, the God Emperor of Ontario, mm-hmm. um, apparently gives his phone number out to people, um, oh, like okay. to, to citizens. Which you know, like that, maybe if he was a, a person who cared about what his constituents had to say, he would he would do this. Um, so <laughs> this, so this uh, reporter, I believe, on Twitter, Daniel Enright uh, at this is up country on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he texted Doug Ford, uh, why are people losing their jobs when you say they wouldn't? Um, like a, a, a simple to the point question about his policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Doug Ford responded, Daniel, are you still up two days? Uh, do you have a minute for a call? So Daniel and Doug, uh, shot the shit at midnight <laughs> on April 25th. <laughs> Um, so a few couple weeks ago, God. Um, and basically, I, I maybe I'll link to this Twitter thread in the show notes because I don't want to like read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But basically, the gist is that Doug wasn't aware of some of the policies announced by his uh, government. Oh, good. Um, that also sounds familiar. Yeah, um, he's he's not like a seventy six year old probably not mentally fit person though he's just like a a mobster in into his thick sweaty neck Mm. in um who doesn't know what he's doing uh doesn't know what his people are doing um and i i mean it's terrifying right but honestly like having actual like uh, evidence that he doesn't know what's going on he's not like being it's not like a master plan it's just like complete incompetency right um doesn't make things better but it makes me a bit makes me a bit more relieved that like right it's it's, evil it's not it's it's does he look like a man with a plan kind of evil you know exactly (laughs) It's, it's pretty twisted it seems like he's pretty twisted and um I'm really sorry, Ontario, that you have the Joker <laughs> as your uh, premiere. Doug Joker. Doug Joker. The thing is that our premiere is Doug Joker, and there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, damn. We live um, in a society. We live in a province. <laughs> we live in a um, province. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll link to this uh, thread because it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my uh, Canada update. Thank you for the Canada update, because you're welcome. It's always it's nice to get a little bit of perspective on my my myopic American. Like, oh, so this shit just is like this now. That 
they're they're not other everywhere else is uh doing very well either so yeah is comforting no it's not comforting <laughs> it's 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 something the devil you know yeah that's true and again it's good to not just be like a dumb american who's like ever you know trump is trump is bad and the only bad thing in the world is trump because that's certainly not true um the other so um when we were planning out this episode uh sam sam of the show canning um wanted to talk about the burger king (coughs) oh what is that I want a munch! Squad! I want to munch! Squad! Folks, it's a podcast within a podcast. It's Munch Squad. Uh, this is not licensed. This is not copyright TMCR. Uh, m- yeah. My brother, my brother, and me. Um, but we couldn't not talk about this, I guess, because Sam said so. Um, <laughs> Sam is like, this is what I have to bring today. <laughs> so. Burger King, so apparently May is Mental Health uh, Awareness Month. Um, are you guys oh, aware? Great. Yeah, are you guys aware of mental health? Because Have you heard of the good word <laughs> of, of mental health? <laughs> so uh, the, the brands that we love have some opinions and feelings about mental health, including uh, Burger King. The Burger, the Burger King has paired with a charity called the Mental, like it's the Mental Awareness Foundation or something. Let me like double the mental, check. the the Mental Awareness Foundation. <laughs> that can't, that can't be right. That can't be right. <laughs> the fight every battle in your mind all the time foundation. <laughs> <laughs> the drink and um, no things foundation. <laughs> So it's basically a the these collection of real meals. Uh, they've paired with a charity. Let me actually find the name of the charity, and I will keep my ad blocker on for this. Thank you. So <laughs> the chair, the Mental Health America charity, is okay. Uh, basically trying to come up with uh, an awareness campaign uh, for Mental Health Awareness Month. So they've decided that in certain regions of the country, uh, Miami, LA, Austin, New York, they have these special limited edition meals that are called the real meals. Um, And they all come with a Whopper and fries and a drink and they have different attitudes. Uh, So Ordering a Whopper based on how you're feeling. And there are five so, feelings. So, so folks, meal, meals aren't just happy anymore. Right. It's not just a happy meal. It's a real meal. And so... The shot's fired. Here are the five... Here are the emotions that one could have when you Please are Please tell me the five emotions. Okay. Well, they include the blue meal. Blue. Okay. Uh, the salty... The salty meal. You feeling salty. Um... The Yas meal. Ah, the, th- the third emotion. The third emotion of Yas Queen. Um, yes. 
And there is the more uh, like more like more like more like sorry more like Yas King because it's the Burger King. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. Yes, and the uh, the DGAF me- the don't give a fuck meal. <laughs> sure. And then the pissed meal. <laughs> now, now, now it's it might just be me, but but it seems like there's a certain color that the pissed meal should be. Uh, you would think that it would be, like, it, it is red, uh, but it probably should have been maybe, like, a... It probably shouldn't be red. If it's red, you should go to a doctor. Oh, absolutely. Definitely go to a doctor if your piss meal <laughs> is red. But <laughs> the thing is, is that I didn't realize, I saw this post going around, like, that this was happening. But before the recording, Sam alerted me to a song that they have released alongside it, which is oh. a rap song about feeling the, however you feel and just let me feel the way that I do about certain things. And it includes mm-hmm. things like, oh, I got ghosted. I feel like I'm going to be alone forever. Or I'm... I, I, sorry, I feel, I feel I got ghosted. That makes me blue and pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they should at least relate these to the the names of the meals. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the Yas meal, um, you know, it's it's good. It's a thing. It's it's good, and and Yas is it's also purple. I'm seeing, which is a, a royal color. So that really backs up my Yas king theory. If you think about it, mm-hmm. it does. It does. Um, they have little like emotion, like little lines on the box too so we're at, instead of like a happy meal smile it's like oh i'm salty so i'm just a my mouth is a flat line or i'm pissed yeah. so uh i have a wario w on my <laughs> on my uh what's box. what's that word um like the 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 shirts that are awful that people have like anime faces um oh that like, are like in oh go ahead the... The ones uh, like, were Ego or something? Yeah, something like that. What if that was one of them? <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. And I would uh, hate to see it, and I would call the police. Uh, but Understandable. Oh, th- thank you. This... Lid in the chat has, has told us that the, na- the word is Ahayago. Or Ahegao. Great. What if there was an Ahegao meal? <laughs> what if there was, though? The, the secret sixth emotion. <laughs> Ooh, mommy, the Daniel emotion. <laughs> the damn Daniel emotion. <laughs> but I, I think I'm going to want to include a link to this song in the show notes, too, because it is very bad. Um, and the different emotions are also like, oh, look, uh, I'm a society thinks I can't raise my daughter because i'm too young or oh i'm being Mm. i'm being bullied because somebody wrote skank on my locker it's it's quite an experience so i just wanted to say thank you to sam for enlightening me that this is a real thing that they're doing and also thank you i'm very it sucks to me that brands just do this and it's like oh it doesn't even have to be like good it's just oh this is gonna be like bad on purpose and we're still gonna get people to pay attention to it yeah 
I guess, I guess actually that reminds me of something we didn't put in the notes, but um, maybe we should talk a little bit about uh, Sonic. Oh, 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 the blue, the blue hedgehog who we love to see. The, yeah, um, the, the, the little man, the manlet with the planlet. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the trailer came out and everyone hated to see him. Except Sam, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. um, so many people hate to see it that uh, the director or someone was like, we hear you loud and clear and we will uh, redesign the character um, with no uh, no announcement of a, a pushing back the release date of the movie. Um, which means one of two things. Uh, mm-hmm. One means that the VFX team will be doing like maybe three years of work in six months. Um, the second thing, which I, I want to believe, is that this means that this trailer was a psyop and they've had the revised design the whole time and I've been doing the movie with that. And they Ooh. did this trailer to make everyone feel like the new design was better, even though it's still bad. Huh. I see. So it could I, be I'm like just... a... Like, a real trailer will come out, and the plot of the movie will actually be about Sonic being bullied and being called all these terrible things. Like, they're going to use our tweets in the new trailer. Now, that would be good. Yeah. Sonic is cyberbullied, and he has to learn to love his friends and himself. (laughs) Tails gets trolled, Sonic gets (laughs) cyberbullied. It's just Tails gets trolled. I can't wait. <laughs> Tails gets trolled. Twenty nineteen. Oh man, I'd pay a ticket. I'd I'd buy several tickets. Wait in line. Can't wait. And they would like have to have gay shit in the movie. Like they couldn't put it behind like right. a censor. Oh they couldn't God. have like a a single person mention their same sex partner in a single scene and get applauded for it. They would have to have Bugs Bunny do all sorts of gay shit. Right. And he doesn't like to do it, but it's a good way to troll people. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read the comic, but that's that's why I, that's why I know about it. <laughs> I I actually really like that theory much but like because the fact that it sounds like, oh, this is these are probably things that the designers and VFX artists said like years ago about this design and exactly yeah they were like no it's fine no it's fine and then everybody hated it and so now they're like well now you have to crunch and it's really horrible i hope that does not happen yeah and and the thing is that like people are like oh you could just like superimpose different eyes over this sonic and it would be fine they wouldn't take that long um and those people have no idea how animation works um this this would take years of work to actually pull off right um and so the idea of it being done from scratch in six months uh is almost unimaginable but considering how uh fun fact the uh vfx industry unlike the actor actor industry that's not the word for it unlike the actors of hollywood um is not unionized and so there is a lot more crunch and other such labor uh problems in Mm -hmm. the vfx industry and that is not unrelated to the reason why there are so many vfx movies so fuck fuck capitalism 
basically. I feel like that that is a, a pretty good summary of all of the topics this week and every week. Is I think uh, we could maybe we could have just said that and had a two second episode. Right. I mean, we did talk about brands a lot, but TBH, fuck capitalism. To fuck me. Capitalism. God. I feel bad now for for opening with a with a celebration <laughs> of frappuccinos. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Fuck capitalism, but marshmallow whipped cream is good. It is good is a problem. And I'm going to be I'm working uh tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. uh so I'm really looking forward to uh to oh, yeah. all of that fun capitalism tomorrow and all just, that. Just chomp down on some. Yep. Just... Oh man, not now I want to have like a a marshmallow whipped cream with a double shot of espresso. Ooh, yes. Damn. Innovator. That's the thing um, is, that, yes, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go to Lightbringers? Let's go to Lightbringers, yes. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, my Lightbringer is a YouTube channel um, called uh, World Building Notes. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a very well-produced uh, animation series uh, done by one person whose name is, uh, I believe it's pronounced Iwa. Uh, she's, I think she's Polish. Um, it's E-W-A something, last name. I don't know her last name. But it's World Building Notes on YouTube. And she uh, draws very detailed but also very pleasingly cartoonish uh, fantasy people. Um, and describes in incredible detail uh, what their lives are like. Um, nice. And it's, it's, it's part of it is like her explaining to you how to, like world build, and part of it is like just describing her own world building uh, exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very satisfying to watch her. Like one of her first videos is building out an entire ecosystem on an island with like 42 different plants and like 15 different animals and like a bunch of different fungus. Um, and the way she does it is like, if you just like take each letter of the alphabet and like make a fungus that kind of looks like that, it's really easy to make 26 of them. Oh shit. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And it's just very, very, it was very satisfying to watch. It's very, uh, cool to see someone very, uh, dedicated to such a such small details that just make her world seem so fleshed out mm-hmm. um and it's good good practice for people who want to like tell stories in fantasy worlds which i which i do yeah so, oh that's yeah. awesome it's good what's your life bringer um so <laughs> i'm gonna bring a little known uh artist i think that a lot of people will really appreciate uh discovering um that i've never talked about before it is mm. uh it is uh beyonce oh. <laughs> now uh, now i i know that i know her from her work with destiny's child are you saying that she went on to have a solo career yes yes she did oh. um so she did uh she actually headlined coachella last year and so she decided to like make a whole documentary documenting that performance and release like a live album 
with all of the songs from it. And it's so good. It's just, I really enjoy hearing, like, I've, I've seen her live once in my life. and Oh, nice. Yeah. And hear it, like, hearing the way that she, like, mixes different songs together, like her songs and songs that uh, she just likes and likes dancing to are, is, mm-hmm. is really fun. And I think live, that is a very good live album. I think it's, like, mixed really well so you can, like, hear her and not just, like, hear people screaming the whole time. And nice. also, uh, it's marching band music, which always sounds really good to me. I like to hear it. <laughs> Um, and it's, marching band music is very satisfying to listen to. It's it's really good. She she got all of these uh, like really talented musicians and dancers um, from different uh, HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities like around the country, and basically modeled it after a homecoming at one of their colleges. And it's just very very cool. And she sounds great, and she looks great. And it's good. And it's very inspiring because she put out this whole documentary about the process of, like, it's a two-hour performance and she was rehearsing for, like, eight months. And she had just had babies. And, like, she talks a lot about... And she also has, like, a really good conversation about, like, rehearsing and how nobody wants to look dumb and doesn't... Like, that's why you don't want to, like, practice things because mm-hmm. you're like i don't want to mess up i don't want to look foolish i just don't want to and it's just like sounds sounds right yeah <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it was just very like it's always nice when somebody like that is like i'm actually like a person and i work incredibly hard to make this stuff happen and you know i don't expect anybody else to be able to do this level of preparation for something but it's still like she she wants you to kind of uh, she wants everybody that she works with to do well and to practice 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 and like push through that insecurity to get good and i just thought that was a really good thing to hear from her and it's just a I, thank you beyonce for very cool for, thank you beyonce so yeah that's my light bringer well um i can see your halo yes because of your light bringer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you like it, you should put a should have put a halo on it. Light bringer. <gasps> Other songs. <laughs> to the I... light. To the light. Everything you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So thank you very much to all of our patrons for uh, helping us do this. We couldn't do this without you. Seriously, we could not do it without you. If you if we if you were here, we wouldn't be doing this. Um, I have. Do you want to? I have the uh, patron list up here. If you want me to read them, I also have it. So we could do like a a trade off. One like you say. One bu- go back and forth. You say one name. I say one name. Yeah. All let's right. do that. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, we actually, so we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash H-K-I-P-G-T-D. And mm-hmm. we do a lot of fun, cool things with your support. Um, at the $1 level, you get access to all of our bonus content, which is like longer light bringers and just kind of like ephemera, like cool stuff that we've written or uh, 
you know, all of the, the fun bonus stuff that we, we, we accrue in our mm-hmm. recording. Um, and then at the $5 level, you get a special role in our Discord, uh, making you a, com- a comrade of the show. Um, and you can get a shout out on the podcast, which we will do here in a little bit. And then for $10 a month, you can get all of that, plus an even more special role in our Discord, which allows you to listen to the episodes as they happen, and you can hear our voices go all robotic, and beebs being opened, and cats in the background, and it's a very fun time. So thank you for listening live. Thank you. Yeah. And now Um, we will... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Correct. So thank you to Roan the Other V. Berg. Stephanie Ruff, David Besser, Burgermeister, Springo Zuma Kuboingo Boingi, Puis No Steppy, Dr. Rocket Visionary, Alex Schaup, Pregnant Seinfeld, Fully Automated Luxury Gay Space Hellcat, Six Armed Sweater, Michael Weems, Mogu, Kangaria, Hank Hill's Hentai Hankering, Florian Siegel, The Tallest Jew, Tuster McGee, Siberian Pine Hardwood, Ellen the Anarcholalandiest, Evan, Actual Socialist Elon Musk, Nick Fern, Summer Geist, Ollie Anders, Alex Hoot, Bryant, Sophie, Chaz Goblin, Nick Clarkson, Maximilian Rower, Destryhawk, Cadejo, Cersei's Floor Map, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Helga K, Dick Butt is the Real Jesus, Pierre the Disaster, Dijonais, and Paul Blart Fleshcart. Thank you so much. To A couple of names in there. I liked it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for your good names, and thank you so much for supporting this fun thing that we get to do, where we, you know, we get to hang out, some, just some podcast buds. So thank you. Just just two girls sitting pod feed a cast, because they mm-hmm. are gay. Yep. Um. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> oh, we've got all of our stuff. So you can find us on all the social medias at HKIPGTD. Uh, mm-hmm. We have, oh God, we have so much. <laughs> but you can find <laughs> us on Twitter and Tumblr. Um, if you want to send in questions, you can do that through Twitter and Tumblr uh, whenever we call for questions. Um, sometimes we'll remember to do that too. And we, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we also, want to thank the taxpayers for the use of our theme song uh, Evil Men off of the album Cold Hearted Town and we thank you so much that we get to listen to that good jam every single week when there's an episode. Truly incredible that they gave us that jam. (laughs) Uh, Join our Discord as well and we are on Spotify. We've done it. We are. We, We did it. You can, you can, we, we have uploaded to Spotify and we want to thank, um, our... Oh shit. What? We forgot to talk about, oh, what's it called? Luminary. We're on Spotify. We're not on Luminary. Fuck Luminary. Oh, fuck Luminary. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, uh, Luminary is a like podcast, like aggregator it's, app that was- It's all venture capital. Um, yeah, they 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 like scraped the barrel of iTunes and put every single podcast on their platform, which would be mm-hmm. fine. Like that's how podcatchers work, except that they run their own ads on stuff and they remove ads from people's show notes. 
um, you have to opt out by emailing them. Yeah. Um, it's a total, like... It's not going great. It's not going great. Fuck them. Yeah, really. Uh, this is our content, and you can't run your own ads on it. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you're Spotify, in which case we let you. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Spotify, because at least... We I mean, if you have, a... Yeah, you, with the Spotify Premium, at least, like, you don't have the ads. Uh, mm-hmm. But... But we are on Spotify. Fuck Luminary. We are. <laughs> yep. And we are able to be on Spotify and come directly to your ears thanks to our podcast network, Noisespace.xyz. Noisespace. Now, um, no, it's a podcast now, network. It is, and it's now on Patreon. Um, there are no rewards for uh, being a patron besides knowing that you're contributing to a really great little network of podcasts, um, at least for the time being. Uh, it's just to help uh, Matt of the show uh, cover server costs um, and allow this little thing to keep on chugging. Mm-hmm. So we have so many, uh, you know, amazing shows on that network. Which you can definitely go listen to at noisebase.xyz. And those shows include things like Jerkin' It. My Pod Cabbages. Stuck in the Middle with You. Uh, a fourth one. Fear Baiting. Fear Baiting. Um, so many it's- podcasts. I, I, just, I need to take a page out of, I think Linus said he's giving a listen to like one episode at least of each one. To like know who is, whose comrades on the podcast network are, and I think that's a good idea. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's podcast about Tumblr called the Ask Box. That's pretty new. I uh, yeah. If you liked our Tumblr discussion and are like, hmm, I really enjoy thinking about old school Tumblr. Let me go do a deep dive into Glee fan fiction. That oh God. whole era. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you to the Ask Box for doing that important historical work. And, yeah, there's so many other amazing shows there. Uh, I pulled it up, the link, and look at that. There's the stick. There's uh, the podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses podcast that Roy mm-hmm. does. Um, City Girls Make Do. The Island Shuffle. The Wonder Yerks. Giants Confirmed. So many great shows. So many great shows. So many great friends. Um, thank you, again to matt of the show for putting all this together and keeping it together and Mm -hmm. growing it and uh introducing me to new friends and new podcasts thank you so much matt and thank you to all of our listeners and i think that's podcast i think that's podcast um have a great night everyone uh stay safe out there in the cloud recesses i don't know what the podcast's about Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's an anime I mean, I know conceptually what it's about. I don't know anything. <laughs> about, I don't know anything about the content. Um, but this has been Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Not a threat. Just a fact. And Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori, everyone. Not everybody wakes up happy. Sometimes you feel sad, scared, crappy. All I ask is that you let me feel my way. 
Pale and blue. Kind of devil. Can't wait to leave this closed-minded town. My boss is such a friggin' creep. I just told him to go f*** himself. student loan. I'm never moving out of my parents' home.